Hey friends, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Yudzayin, Daf 17 of Masechta Yuvamis. Um, well, Daf 17, we continue talking about sort of like the whole converting thing from yesterday. Uh, some interesting stuff, Lamaisa. And then we, with that, friends, we finish up the first paragraph of Masechta Yuvamis. Holy kamoli. Uh, 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 you guys keeping your head above water? Obviously, yeah, of course. But uh, not so posh it, huh? Go upon him. Then we start the uh, next, we start the second parak of the uh, Yavamas today. So that's uh, without further ado. Um, I'm going to start on Daf Tezvav, no, on Daf Tezayin, Amud Beis, four lines from the bottom. Amr of Yudah, Amr of Asi. Ooh, it says of Yudah in the name of Asi. Of Kuchavim Shekidish Bizman That if you have a Gentile who um, 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 betrothed a Jewish girl during the, nowadays. Choshish in the Kiddushin. We have to be concerned that maybe it actually is Kiddushin. Shema me'aseris hashvatim hu. That maybe, um, he comes from the uh, ten lost tribes. You hear that? It says, if you're in the name of Ravasi, that nowadays, if a Gentile were to be Makadish, a Jewish woman, we have to be concerned that maybe that Gentile is from the Ten Lost Tribes, and maybe he's Jewish, and maybe it's it's a proper Kiddushin. In fact, the Gemara, Val called the Parish Meruba Parish. But one second, shouldn't we assume that whoever you know comes out of a place, it goes, it's dictated by the majority. I.e., if this Gentile is coming from a place of Gentiles, shouldn't we assume, based on the majority, that he's a Gentile and he's not a Jew? So, and for the Gemara, Bidukta de Well, it's a place where they settled there, where the Aseris Ashvatim settled there. And because they settled there, it's considered Kavua, they're fixed there, and called Kavua Kemechza Amechza Dami. Whenever you have something fixed, it's considered like 50-50. And therefore, you know, we have to be concerned that maybe he's Taka, a, uh, a Yid from the Ten Lost Tribes. Damrabi. Abba bar kehano vayanchim b'chlach v'chavur nahagozin bari modai that the uh, that that um, the king of Assyria he he placed the ten tribes in chlach chavur nahagozin and ari modai chlach ze chalozon v'chavur ze chadyov chadayov nahar nahagozin zo ginzok v'ari modai zo chamadon. Interesting. These are these different places, Vachavrosea and its surroundings. Vamula, Zo, Nihar Vachavrosea. Some say it's Taka Nihar and its surroundings. Chavrosea, Aman, what are these surroundings? Omashmo Krach, Kerech Moshri, Chidke, Vidumkaya. That the surroundings are Kerech Moshri, Chidke, and Domkaya. Omabyochnan, Vachulun, Livsul. And says, Vibyochnan, that all of them over there are Tarka Posul. That apostle says, says Rashi Ruben Mamzerim. That we have to be concerned that most of them are Mamzerim. That the Aseris Ashvatim uh, intermarried with the Ovdos Kochovim there of Nein Aren Kisraelim. Okay, fine. So they're all apostle. Now, Kamisa Kame Tishmos. Now says of Yehuda that when I said this in the ne when I said this in front of Shmuel. Right, that what, what Ravasi said, which is that nowadays, if um, a Gentile were to be um, Makadesh, um, uh, a Jewish woman, we have to be concerned about Kiddushin because maybe they're from the Tem Lost tribes. So 
He responded, Omale bincha abo min Yisraelis kori bincha ven bincha abo min ovedes kuchavim kori bincha. So he said, yes, but said, well, really no. Shmuel says, look, bincha abo. I'm going to read that again. Bincha abo min Yisraelis, your son that comes from a Jew, kori bincha. Is called your son, right? This is like a pretty famous thing, right? How do how do we uh, determine who's halachically considered Jewish? We the mother. If the mother's Jewish, then the son, the, the, then the child is Jewish. If the mother's not Jewish, then the child is not Jewish. That's exactly what Shmuel is saying. Bincha bincha. That your son that comes from a Jewess is is considered your son is Jewish. But if you have a Jew who's married to a, 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 a non-Jew, a non-Jewish woman, so then the child will not be considered your son, i.e. Right, rather her son. And therefore, um, what Shmuel is saying is that, it, no, you don't have to be concerned that this person who is being Makadish, a Jewish woman, is from the ten tribes because um, any, you know, because even if they, the ten tribes went to these places, and then the the Jewish men were marrying the women in these the with the non-Jewish women in these places, then the children are not um, actually Jewish, and therefore you don't have. To, there's nothing to be concerned about in terms of kiddushin vaika bonus. But what about the daughters? I mean, sure, maybe if the um, ten tribes, the men married the women from these places, so then the children would be non-Jewish. But what about the daughters, right? If the non-Jewish men of these places married the Jewish daughters, don't we have to be concerned that the children are Jewish? That your grandson, who's the son of your daughter, that the father is a Gentile, right, is considered your son. Right, your grandson who was born to your daughter, even if she's married to a Gentile, the the, the grandson is uh, Jewish. The banta de ahu. So um, I'm sorry. So so kari bincha. So and for the gemara gemire, we learned the banta de ahu dara itstaruye itstaru that the girls of that generation, for whatever reason, were unable to have children, and therefore there was no concern that the Gentile men. We're, we're having children with the with the Jewish girls, um, and therefore there is no concern about any Jewish offspring from the ten tribes, and um, only the um, men had children, but that was with non-Jewish women, and therefore um, uh, the children are not uh, Jewish, and therefore you don't have to can be concerned about kiddushin coming from a, a, a Gentile. Ikadami to those who say. When I said that Rabbi Yehuda says that when he said this before Shmuel, Omale Shmuel said to him, that already the Nevi'im, the prophets of that time, just said, look, everybody from here, all the ten tribes are considered non-Jewish, Kimurim, completely. Shinemar, as the Pesach says, that they rebelled against God and they had foreign children that are not Jewish. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Okay, very, very interesting. Yosef, Rav Yosef, Achorid of Kahana. So Rav Yosef was sitting behind Rav Kahana. Rav Yosef, Rav Kahana, came to Rav Yehuda. Rav Kahana was sitting before Rav Yehuda. Rav Yosef, he called Amar. And Rav Kahana said, 
a Sidon you saw the Avda Yom Tava that the Yidin are going to make a Yom Tiv ki Chorva Tarmod when Tarmod is destroyed. Okay. Ooh, wow. We got somebody at the door. What should I do? Should I, should I get the door? Friends, what should I do? Should I get the door or not? Should I get the door? They're knocking. Let me see. Let me see. One sec. No, now you're in the You see? You can see. You can see. כן, אה, אז זה היי, אה, זהו, חג שמח, פורים שמח, זהו, אוקיי, גוד ג'אב רותי, one second, שנייה, that was my neighbor, well, I guess some people are still neighborly, well, okay, so she came over, she dropped off משלוח מנות, I gave her משלוח מנות, I made some cookies and things, no, no, I didn't make anything, I, uh, okay, friends, let's go weiter. Um, so where are we? So, uh, oh, oh, I see this also after Yom Tavel, Kichorv Tamud. So they're gonna make a big Yom Tif when, uh, Tamud is, uh, destroyed. Alright, what do you want me to tell you? Okay. Fine. As Rashi says, Mishum to Mamzerim, him, um, Tamim be so false and awesome because they are Mamzerim and they marry the other Jews and it creates a mess. Okay. So, fact the Gemara v'ha'chariv, but Tarmod is already destroyed. I Tarmod, no, no, Tarmod isn't destroyed. Tarmod is destroyed. What do you want me to tell you? Havoy, it was Tarmod. Ravashi Omer, Hanu Tarmod, Hanu Tarmod. To which Ravashi says, Tarmod and Tarmod are the same thing. Achpule hu demachpil. They say, yeah, but there were two parts. Chariv mehagisa osiv mehagisa v'chariv mehagisa osiv mehagisa. That when this part of the city gets destroyed, so they go and live in the other part of the city. When that part of the city gets destroyed, they move back to the first part of the city. You also have a Mnuna coming to Ula. Of a Mnuna was sitting before Ula Kohave Bishmaita. And if a Mnuna was, uh, was, uh, asking Kashis on the learning, Omar, and Ula says to Vamnuna, Magavra u Magavra, what a givaldigayid. Ilav de Arpanya Mose. Chaval that he's from Arpanya, right? Ula says to uh, uh, Rav Amnuna, he says, you're such a geshmake fellow, so chaval that you come from Harpanya, which is uh, not such a geshmake place. So, so which is interesting because we had learned that uh, Rav Amnuna was from Kharsa the Argus, so maybe it was, there was also, we had also learned though that there was more than one Rav Amnuna, so... Maybe one was from Chayse Dagis and the other one was from Harpanya. I don't know. Ichsef, anyways, Rav Nuna got embarrassed. Amr le kesef kogato leicho yav. So then Ula saw that, uh, that Rav Nuna didn't necessarily appreciate being reminded that he's from this place in a negative way. So Ula quickly uh, corrected himself and said, well, wait one second. To which municipality do you pay taxes? Amr lufum naira. To which Rav Nuna said, I pay taxes to the municipality of Pumnaira. Omele imkemi Pumnaira. So then Ula says, okay, fine. So you're from Pumnaira, you're not from Harpanya. Very nice. My Harpanya, what's the problem with Harpanya? Omevzeira, Harsha Koponenbo. It's the mountain that everybody turns to. If you can't find a, a good shidduch, so go there, because then you can marry anybody. That they're not so stark over there, and you know, anybody can find the shidduch darin. Vimasnisatana. If you're a fellow who doesn't know who your family is or who your or who your um, uh, tribe is, so go to Arpanya. They, you know, any anything goes there. And Amar says, "Rav, it's lower than the abyss." 
Shnemar, as the Pasuk says, Me'atrol Efteim, I will redeem them from the abyss. Mimavis Egolim, I will redeem them from death. Vilupsul de tu leistu takanta. But their type of invalidation has no fixing. The people of Harpanya are possible because of the people of Mishun. The people of Mishun are, are, are possible because of the people of Tarmud. And the people of Tarmud are possible because of the servants of Shlomo. This is what people say. That any kind of measure, it goes down and degrades to the abyss. And from the abyss, it goes down to Tarmud, from Tarmud to Meishin, from Meishin to Apanyan, from Tarmud to Meishin, from Meishin to Apanyan. Hajin Allah, Chomish Esri Noshim. We will come back to you. Fifteen women. Friends? Uh, that was the first parak of, uh, um, of uh, Masechta Yavamas. What do you guys think? Alright, friends. Now we move on to the second parak of Masechta Yavamas. You know what the second parak of Masechta Yavamas is called? It's called It's called What is the situation of Aishas Achav Shlohoi Ba'olamo? Friends, tell me, are you excited? Well, let's go weiter. So says the Mishnah. Ketzad Aishas Achav Shlohoi Ba'olamo. How exactly is the situation of Aishas Achav Shlohoi Ba'olamo? Crikey. Alright, well, Let's read the Mishnah to find out. Shnei Achim. Alright. You got Ruvain and Shimon. Uh, Ruvain is uh, married to uh, Sar. Uh, Shimon, of course, is married to uh, Rivka. Now, of course, Ruvain and Shimon are brothers. Sar and Rivka are not. Sisters. Okay. So, Shnei Achim. Two brothers. Uh, Ruvain and Shimon. Ruven's married to Sarah. Shimon's married to Rivke. Vameis echot meen. Ruven dies. Vinolid loin ach. So now, after Ruven dies, Levi is born. Which means that when Levi is born, so, um, Sarah. Shimon hasn't yet done Yibum with Sarah, right? So when Levi is born, right, Shimon is married to Rivka, but there's still Sarah, who is the widow of Ruvain, but Ruvain already died before Levi was born. Shimon hasn't yet done Yibum with Sarah. And then Shimon does Yibum with Sarah. Vameis. And then Shimon dies. So, Harishona Yotza Mishum Eishes Achiv Shlohaya Beolamo Vashneir Mishum Tzaraso. So now, um, in this case, so now what happens? So again, Reuven was married to Sar. Shimon was married to Rivke. Levi's not born yet. Reuven dies. Sar now. You know, needs to do Yibum. Because there's no kids. Levi is now born. At the time that Levi is born, he can't do Yibum with Sarah. Because Sarah was married to Ruvain, his brother, who died before he was born. So that's just an erva. Now Shimon does Yibum with Sarah. 
Now Shimon's married to Sarah and to Rivka. Shimon dies. Now Levi is unable to do Yibum with Sarah because that's Aishas Achiv Shlohayi Ba'olamu because when Levi was born, uh, Sarah was in the status of the widow of his brother who died before he was born. So Sarah now, even after Shimon dies, Sarah is an erva. And uh, he can, so Levi cannot do Yibum with Sarah. And he doesn't do Yibum with Rivka either because she's the co-wife of Sarah who is the erva. So he doesn't do uh, Yibum with either Sarah because she was in Eshesach of Shlohi Belamu, nor with Rivka because she's the co-wife of Sarah. Okay. Also, by Maimer Vameis, now, what happens in the event that Shimon never actually did Yibum with Sarah? So, basically, it's the same situation, just instead of uh, Shimon marrying Sarah, Shimon does Yib, uh, instead of Shimon marrying Kilo doing Yibum with Sarah, he does Mimer with Sarah, which of course we know means that he like, Gives you like a ring or whatever is mikdash bekesef or bishtar, right? Because we said you know betzim yibum is really uh, bia, right? Uh, Shimon and uh, Sarah sleep with each other and then mazel tov. They're now married through yibum. Now because the rabbis didn't want that yibum should all be all about just sleeping with each other, so therefore they say you know what? Let's first you know put a smoke screen in front of it that uh, Ruvain. Right, that Shimon first gives Sarah some money, you know, does like, you know, kind of what we're familiar with as a Kiddushin. And then, and then, and, and that'll be sort of the first step of Yibum. So now, what happens in the event that, now, so one second, just to continue on that for a second. But when Shimon gives, you know, does, is Mikadesh, uh, 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 Sarah in this way that's called Mimer, that's really only has status midr abonon. It's going to be a shayla in the Gemara of what exactly the implications of Maimur are. So we do this, but it's not Yibum. So now, in the event that Ruve, so again, Ruvain's married to Sarah. Shimon is married to Rivka. Uh, Levi's not born yet. Ruvain dies. Sarah now needs to do Yibum. Levi is born. At the time that Levi is born, uh, Sarah hasn't done Yibun with anybody yet. Levi is also to Sarah because she's Aishas Achiv Shlohai Balamu. She was married to Ruven who died before he was born. Shimon, now after Levi's born, doesn't do Yibun with Sarah. He does Mimer. He's Mikadesher, right? He gives her some money, Kesef Kedushin, and then he dies. Which means at the time that Shimon died, he was really only married to Rivka, his wife. All he did with Sarah was Mimer. Now, if he would have done Yibum with Sarah, so then that would be and Rivka would be her Sarah, and, 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 and there would be no Yibum at all. But because Shimon only did Mimer with Sarah, so what happens is that, um, of course, uh, Levi's not going to do anything with Sarah because it's Eishasachavshlaibolamo. Now, Rivke, technically speaking, on a Midar Raisa level, was not a co-wife with Sarah because it was only Mimer. There wasn't actual Yibum. So we say, but there was Mimer. So we say, look, just do Chalitza with 
Rivka. That is the Mishnah, sort of the first Mishnah, describing Eishas Achiv Shlohei Ba'olamu. It's going to be an exciting parak, friends. It says the Gemara, Okay. Um, it says of Nachman that if you refer to Sarah as the first wife or as the second wife, um, it lo uh, I mean, either way could technically work. Mandatoni Rishona lo So the Manda Amr refers to um, Sarah as the first one. Okay, that's fine. My Rishona. What does it mean? The first one. Rishona Nefila, it's the first, right, the first uh, uh, wife over here to be Shaykh to Yibum, right? When Reuven dies, Sarah is the first person to be involved in Yibum over here. When Shimon dies, so then Rivka becomes the second one. But she's, right, Sarah is the first one in that in that sense. Umandatani Shniyah and if you refer to Sarah as the second one, also it's okay. My Shniyah, what's the second one? Shniyah Nisun. The it's um, the second one to get married to Shimon because when Reuven died, uh, Rivka was already married to Shimon. So now Sarah gets married to Shimon, so she's the second wife of Shimon. That's what Shnia means. All right, fine. Uh, so soon. So the second one to get married to uh, Shimon. Miloskinon diibem. One second. So, but then the Gemara asks, wait, but that assumes that Shimon was already married to Rivke before doing Yibum with Sarah, which means that yes, Sarah would be the second wife of Shimon. But what if it was the opposite? What if Reuven was married to Sarah? Shimon wasn't yet married. Ruvain dies, Shimon does Yibum with Sarah, and then afterwards he marries Rivka, in which case Sarah was his first wife, not the second. So they say, Shniya Binisuin, no, it means it's the second time that Sarah is getting married. The first time she got married was to Ruvain, the second time she's getting married now is to the brother Shimon. So now the Gemara asks, where does the Torah say that is a problem? Where, 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 where does the Torah say that when Reuven dies before Levi is born, Levi doesn't do Yibum with Sarah because um, Reuven died before he was born? Where is it written? Amr Vyuda Marav, says Vyuda the name of Rav Amikro, that the Pasuk says, Ki Yezvu Achim, you can skip the next word for now, Ki Yezvu Achim, Shaisulayim Yeshiva Achaz Ba'olam, that uh, when you have Reuven and Shimon, they're brothers, and Yeshua Achim, that they have a Yeshiva Achaz Ba'olam, that they live in the world at the same time. To the exclusion of um, the wife of your brother who, who, who died before you were born, that, that, that you do not live in the world at the same time. Alright, fine. Yachtov, what do you learn out from the word Yachtov? It says, Yeshua Achim Yachtov. Miuchadim Benachla. Pradachiv Min Ha'im. That Yibum is talking about your brother that um, you that you inherit with um, to the exclusion of your brother from your mother. Meaning, um, Reuven and Shimon have to have the same father, and that is, I guess, how inheritance works from the father, 
right? The father dies, and then his children, um, you know, uh, divvy up the inheritance. Now, it, let's say you have Ruvain and Shimon, but Ruvain's right, and they both have the same mother, say Sara, but Ruvain's father is Yaakov, and Shimon's father is Yitzchak, because Sara was married twice. So in that case, they wouldn't split the same inheritance, right? Reuven would get Yaakov's, would get his inheritance from Yaakov. Shimon would get his inheritance from Yitzchok. So um, in that case, uh, they would not get the same inheritance. So uh, Yibum doesn't apply. So if you have Reuven and Shimon are brothers from the same mother, Sarah, but Sarah was married twice and Reuven's father is Yaakov and Shimon's father is Yitzchok, so if uh, Ruvain dies, Shimon would not do Yibum with uh, Ruvain's wife. That when it comes to Yibum, it's based on right, your brothers from the same father. Okay. Rabba Omar um, says, Rabba, Achin Minaov, Yolif Achva Achva Mibne Yaakov. So now, Rabba says that actually, um, we learn out that the brothers have to be brothers of the same father from Shava, from Yaakov Avinu, that it says by Yibum Kieshvu Achim Yachtov, and it says by Yaakov Avinu, it says Shnim Osor Achim Bnei Avinu that we are all brothers. We are twelve brothers. Now. Um, they all had the same father. They didn't all have the same mother. There were four wives, right? Yaakov had two wives and two uh, concubines. So they all had, right? So they, didn't, they did not all have the same mother, but they all had the same father. So we have the Gzair Shava of Achim Achim from um, Yibum and the 12 tribes, the children of Yaakov Avinu. Malaholan Minaav, Vilominaim, just like by Yaakov, they all had the same father but not the same mother. Afkan, Minaav, Vilominaim, also when it comes to Yibum, it is dictated based on having the same father, not based on the same uh, mother. Vilelef Achva Achva Meharayis. But one second, why don't we learn out that it says, um, uh, brothers, right, what does it say? It says by Arayis, Ervas Aisha Sachicho, right, and Rashi says, Vakamlum Perakabal Yvimto Tafilo Achichumina Aim, Velomina of that the brother of your wife is, is an erva, and it's not only the brother of the, the, the and not, I don't know what I just said, the, the, the wife of your brother is an erva, and that's talking about your brother, whether it's from your father, whether from your mother. So why don't we say, well, it says, Kejwa Achim Yachtov by Yibum, and it says, when it comes to um, Arias. So why don't we say that just like by Arias, it's your brother, whether from your father, whether from, whether from your mother. Um, so why don't we say that Yibum also, it's your brother, whether it's your brother from your father or from your mother. So, Donen Achim me Achim, Ven Donen Achim me Achecho, me Achicho. So, so uh, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Um, so we say that. Let me just make sure I didn't skip. Okay, fine. Okay, great. Yeah. So we say, well, we have an exact match between Kieshvu Achim Yachtov and 
So it says Achim, both by Yibum and by uh, the children of Yaakov Avinu. So that's a perfect match. Whereas by Erva, it says Ervas Eishes Achicho. So that's Achicho, it's not Achim. So therefore, um, we're going to rely upon the perfect match, which is from Yaakov Avinu, to say that the brothers have to have the same father. But one second, who cares? Achim, Achicho. What about the Tanadver of Yishma? That this seems to be our third time learning this price. That when it comes to Tsaras of the house, it says that the coin will return and the coin will come. It says, Mamish, two completely different words. Vishav and Uva. And nonetheless, Zoe Shiva, Zoe Bia. That, right, that we, that we learn out one from the next, even though it's completely, a completely different word. Vishav and Uva. And we learn one out from the other. So therefore, I mean, over here, it's pretty much the same word. Achim, achicha. I mean, certainly we should be able, who cares? We should be able, if, if from ushav, uva, that's enough to learn them out from each other, then achim and achicha should certainly be acceptable. So, and for the Gemara, hanimile, heicha, teleka, midi, didamile. says, look, in the situation of vishav, uva, there's really nothing that is more similar, right? We, I guess there was a tradition of Xerah Shava from these two verses. Bishav Uva is what we have to work with, right? And he, right, he returns and he comes. They're similar enough in, you know, given the, uh, you know, given the context. So in that case, fine, you know, we can make do. But over here, where we have an option for an exact match, so we're going to use the exact match of But where we have an exact match, so then learn out from the um, exact match. But why don't we learn out from a different exact match? From Lot. Avram and Lot. Lot was the son of Avram's brother, Haran. Um, the Pesach says, That Avram Avinu says to Lot that we are brothers. Right, let's not fight, because we're brothers. So maybe then we'll say that Yibum applies to uh, your brother's son as well. And if Avram would have uh, died, since uh, Lot would have done Yibum with Sar. So So we say it makes more sense to learn out from Yaakov Avinu than from Lot, Mshum Demafne. Because when it says Achim by Yaakov Avinu, Achim, the word Achim is extra. From the fact that the Apostle would have made sense even if you dropped the word Achim, it could have just said, We are 12 individuals, the son of our father. Why do we have to say Achim, that they're brothers? Well, the point is to make it extra, to make it available, to say, well, it doesn't really need to be there, so why is it there? Well, because we're supposed to learn something out from it. They teach that by Yibum, it goes based on the father. Okay, Zel. Um, so we say that because Achim is extra by uh, the Shvatim, by the 12 sons of Yaakov Avinu, so that is why that is the preferred place to learn it out from. So now, we had two sources for how we learn out that uh, Yibum is based on 
the brothers of the same father, right? One said Yachtov, so like those who inherit together, which means that they have the same father. But we also had Ixer Shava of Achim from the children of Yaakov Avinu. So we need both of them. Because of Achmona Achim, if we would only have the verse of the brothers of of, of, of uh, the the Shvatim, the children of Jacob, so have Amina. Uh, because if we would only have Achim, so I would say, well, what about Lot? It says Achim by Lot as well, which is his nephew. And if we can say, yeah, but the word Achim by Lot is not extra. We demonstrated that by the brothers it was extra, but maybe the word, we don't, I don't know, who's to say that the word Achim is extra? When it comes to uh, Lot, so we say, well, the word Achim certainly is extra when it comes to Lot. Well, by Lot, it could have said, what does the puzzle say? Um, no, where was the Pasuk? Uh, what, do we not have uh, the Pasuk by uh, Lot? What does it say? Could have said that we're friends, but it says Achim, so it must be that it specifically says Achim to make the Gzeir Shove with um, with Yibum. Um, so therefore, it says Achim by the brothers, right by uh, the twelve tribes. It says Achim by Lot. I may have thought to learn it out from Achim. So therefore. If I may have thought to learn Achim from Lot, so therefore Kosov Achmona Yachdov, therefore we say Yachdov, that those who inherit together, uh, i.e. brothers of the same father, not like Lot who is the nephew. Hamuchod Benachla, that they, that they get this, that they inherit together. Because of Achmona Yachdov, and if we would only have the Pasuk regarding inheritance, that Yachdov, Savamina, Timiyachde, Be'aba, Uve'ima. So, I may have thought to say, that that it's like that that they are individual that they have the same uh, father um, or the same mother I'm sorry the, the the same father and the same mother right again right that they have to have the same father and the same mother so therefore we need both Yahtov and Achim. Right, if it would only be Achim, so I would think that uh, um, maybe learn enough from Lot, therefore it says Yachtov, and it says if it only said Yachtov, then I may think you need the same father and mother, therefore it says Achim to say that no, just like by Yaakov, he was the same uh, father, not the same mother, so the same thing over here by Yibam. But one second, why, why would I actually have thought that Yachtov would teach me? That you need the same father and the same mother. Because after all, if we're saying that Yachtov is teaching me that it's like inheritance, well, inheritance comes from the father, not the right, not based on who your mother is, right? So, as we said, for example, if you have Reuven and Shimon who have the same mother, Sarah, but Reuven's father is Yaakov and Shimon's father is Yitzchak, they don't inherit together. Reuven inherits Yaakov, Shimon inherits Yitzchak. Right, so it's not based on the same father and mother. So it's no, I nonetheless need uh, the you know I I I I 
could have thought otherwise when it comes to Yibum to say that they would have to have the same father and mother because Sagadate Chamina may have thought to say that Yibum is a big Chiddush. Because, I mean, you know, it's kind of a big Chiddush probably for, I'm sure that we all have all sorts of questions about Yibum, but even just the most basic question, which is, generally speaking, you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. And all of a sudden, in the context of Yibum, it becomes permissible, which is a Chiddush. So, Ema, I may think to say, Adam so maybe this is also unique, something unique about Yibum is that even though by inheritance it's based on the father, you, you inherit your father, but I might think that by Yibum there's a Chiddush, which is that it's not just based on your father, but also based on your mother, that you have to have the same father and mother for Yibum to apply Tzricha. Therefore, we need the Pasuk, the Gzair of Achim, to say that no, it only goes by the father, it does not go based on the mother as well. Okay, and now we get to an interesting sugya about uh, Zika. About Zika. Who could tell me what Zika is? What Zika means, right, Zika kind of focuses to that sort of implied relationship between Shimon and Sarah when Uvain dies, right? If you take, for example, the sort of most basic case of Yibum, Ruven is married to Sarah, Ruven's got a brother, Shimon, Ruven dies without any children, Sarah does Yibum with Shimon. So immediately when Ruvain dies, and it's like, all right, well now Ruvain's dead, there's this widow of Sarah, there's the brother Shimon, is there kind of, is it as if they're like, have some kind of quasi-marriage state already from the moment that Ruvain dies? Or do we say that there's nothing there until they do something? So if we say that there is some kind of like quasi-married uh, state, so that would be what the Zika is. That If there's a Zika, then it's like that they're basically, they have some kind of like connection already immediately when Ruvain dies, even before Yibum. If you say that there's no Zika, it means like, no, Ruvain's dead. And until there's either Yibum or Chalitza, there's nothing. So Omer Rufuna, says Rufuna, Omer Rav, in the name of Rav, Shomeris Yavum. So if you have sorry. She's Shomeris Yavim, right? Ruvain's dead. She has, right? There hasn't been any uh, Yibum or Chalitza with Shimon. Shemesa, and then she dies. So Ruvain dies. Sarah never did Yibum or Chalitza with Shimon. Sarah now dies. Mutter Be'ima. So guess what? Shimon can now marry Sarah's mother. Therefore, we want to say that Rav holds that there's no concept of a Zika. Because if, when Ruvain died, there was some kind of a connection there between Sarah and Shimon, well, you know, you're not allowed to marry your mother-in-law, right? Even after your wife dies, you're not allowed to marry your mother-in-law. So if there was a Zika, then I would think that when Sarah dies, Shimon would not be allowed to marry her mother. From the fact that Ravuna is saying in the name of Rav that if uh, Sarah dies, Shimon is allowed to marry her mother, so then there must not have been anything between them. There must not have been a Zika. But now, uh, the Gemara asks, but why don't you just say that the halacha is like the Manda Amr who says that there is no Zika? 
that there is no concept of a zika. So <clears throat> this refers to a case where there's Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. There's Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi, and their brothers. Now there's also Sarah and Rivka, and their sisters. Okay, Ruvain is married to Sarah. Okay, Rivka is not married to anybody right now. So remember, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi, their brothers, Sarah and Rivka are sisters. Ruvain is married to Sarah. Ruvain dies. Okay, so now there's Sarah, and there's also Shimon and Levi. Levi goes ahead and is Mikadesh Rivka, Sarah's sister. So, so, so now Levi is Mikadesh Sarah's sister. Now he doesn't do um, Nisuin yet. He doesn't uh, bring, you know, live with her yet, right? They would do. We're going to learn more about this in Ksubis, which is coming up next. There would be Arison, also Kedushin uh, comes later. But anyways, there would be Arison. There would be like a one-year engagement period, and then only afterwards would they get married. So, so Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira's opinion is that so we tell. Levi, like, hey, slow down. I know that you were just Mikadesh Rivke, who's the sister of Sare, who was the wife of your brother Ruvain, who died. Wait to do, um, to, you know, marry uh, Rivka fully. Wait until Shimon either does Yibum with um, Sare, or does chalitza or whatever it is, but Rabbi Yudah his you know he assumes that there is a zika right that when sorry that when Ruvain dies now all of a sudden there's a zika between Sare on the one hand and also Shimon Levi any other brothers who could potentially do yibum and therefore if there's this zika and then Levi marries. Rivka, he's basically marrying the sister of Sara, who he has a Zika with. And therefore, says Rebuta ben Becerra, we tell Levi, wait, don't marry Rivka yet until we, until, you know, let Shimon first do Yibum with Sara. By, and by doing that, so sort of Shimon has done Yibum with Sara, there's nothing between you and Sara anymore. And now you can marry Sarah's sister, um, Rivka. So we see that Rebutev ben Becerra, his opinion is that there is this concept of Zika, which is why we um, suggest and we ask, we request from Levi to hold off on the marriage until uh, Shimon does Yibum with Sarah first, so that the Zika, you know, there's no longer a Zika between Levi and Sarah. Now, the rabbis argue and say that. Uh, that we would not tell um, uh, Levi to chill out, you know, and he can, you know, Levi can marry Rivka immediately. So we see that according to the rabbis, there is no Zika. So therefore, if we start again, so we see that there's this machlokas between uh, Rabbi Yudah ben Becerra and the rabbis about is there a Zika or not. So if we start again, Amarvuna Amarab, Shomeris Yovam, Shemesa, that, that, um, so, Ruvain was married to um, Sare. There was now a brother, Shimon. Ruvain dies, which means that now Sare and Shimon need to do Yibum. 
Sara now dies. So says um, Rav, says of Huna, the name of Rav, Mutter Be'ima, Shimon is permitted to marry Sara's mother. And, and Sara's mother is not considered, is not considered Shimon's mother-in-law. Al-Muqsavr ain't Zika. So therefore we want to say that Rav Huna Amarav holds that there is no Zika, that there isn't this, uh, whatever, there's no Zika. Uh, because if there was, then that would make um, Sarah's mother, Shimon's mother-in-law, and he would not be allowed to marry her. So clearly there's no Zika. So why doesn't Rav Huna Amarav simply say the halacha is that there's no Zika? Why does he have to sort of give this case about um, Ruvain dying and then Sarah dying? Just, just say the halacha is that there's no concept of a Zika. Well, if you would say that the halacha is like the opinion who says that there's no Zika, well, well, I could have argued that, well, the Machlokas between Rabbi Yudah ben Visera and the Chachamim is regarding uh, two brothers, right? There's Ruven, Shimon, and Levi. And when Ruven dies, Sarah, you know, is, could do Yibam with either, potentially either with Shimon or Levi. So maybe when the rabbis argue with Rabbi Yudah ben Visera and say that there's no Zika, maybe it's only in that case where there's no Zika because it's unclear if uh, Yibum is going to happen with Shimon or with Levi. But I might think that when it comes to one brother, for example, Ruvain dies and then he only has one brother, Shimon, maybe in that case, there's only one option, which is Shimon, and maybe there would be a Zika in that case. So therefore, um, Ravuna Amarab didn't simply say that the Allah is like the Manda Amru says that there is no Zika, but that there is no Zika even when Shimon is the only option, and still Shimon would be allowed to marry Sarah's mother. So then why don't we say the following? That says of Huna in the name of Rab, that the halacha is like the opinion who says that there is no Zika, and that applies even when there's only one option, when there's only Shimon. So Amphet the Gemara, Yomar Hachi, if you would say that there's no Zika even um, when there's only one option, so Havamina, I would say, Afilu Mechaim, that that could even be when Sarah is alive, right? Right? If we say that there's no Zika even when there's only one option, so Ruvain's married to Sarah, there's a brother Shimon, Ruvain dies. So I might think, well, if there's no Zika, Shimon, even though Sarah is still around, Shimon can go straight for Sarah's mother. And that would be acceptable because after all, there's no Zika between him and Sarah anyways. So, so therefore, what Rafuna Amarav is saying is that no, if Sarah dies, Shimon would be able to marry her mother. But if Sarah is still alive, he cannot marry her mother. Because you cannot just be mevatal yibum. Meaning, while yes, it's true that there is no zika between Shimon and Sarah. However, 
there still is a mitzvah of Yibum, right? Ruvain died, there's a mitzvah of Yibum. Now, if Shimon goes ahead and goes and marries Sarah's mother, well, now that he's married to Sarah's mother, he can no longer do Yibum with Sarah because you cannot be married to a woman and her daughter. So therefore, by marrying Sarah's mother, he's, you know, automatically just nullifying Yibum. Yibum kind of falls apart at this point because he married Sarah's mother. And you're not allowed to just cancel, you know, cause Yibum to just be canceled. And that is why even though there's no Zika between Shimon and Sarah, still um, Shimon can only marry uh, Sarah's mother once Sarah is dead. Um, you know, since there's no Zika, there's nothing wrong with marrying her mother. But if Sarah is still alive, you cannot, uh, Shimon cannot marry her mother simply because by marrying her mother, then he can no longer do Yibum. And Yibum just kind of falls apart and you can't intentionally make Yibum fall apart. Tanan, we learn in the Mishnah. Yivimto shemesa mutter ba'achosa. One second. We have a Mishnah that says that if a fellow's, um, uh, right, if, if Sarah were to die, so then Shimon would be allowed to marry her sister Rivke. Ba'achosa in bi'imalo which we want to apply, imply that that means, yeah, Shimon can marry your sister, but not her mother. Meaning, we have a mission that says, right, Ruvain was married to Sarah. Uh, Ruvain dies. So now Shimon, you know, needs to do even with Sarah. Sarah dies. So the Mishnah says that Shimon is allowed to marry Sarah's sister, Rivke, implying that Shimon can marry Sarah's sister Rivka, but not her mother. So the Gemara says, no. So the Gemara says, no. Shimon can even marry um, um, uh, um, Sarah's mother uh, after Sarah dies. The Aide the Tana Reisha, Ishto, Shemesa, Mutter, Ba'achosa, since the beginning of that Mishnah says, that if a fellow's wife dies, he's allowed to marry her sister. Ba'chosa in avabimalo, but um, only her sister, not her mother. Davila isura de oraisa, because that would be an isur de oraisa, right? So we had learned the other day, right? If uh, you, you, you know, Ruvain's married to Sarah, if he gets divorced from Sarah, he's not allowed to marry Sarah's sister Rivka. But if Sarah dies, he is allowed to marry Sarah's sister, Rivka. Now, that does not apply to um, her mother, right? If uh, Sarah dies, then um, he still cannot marry her mother. That's in Isra de Oraisa. So, Tananami Seifa Mutaba So, then also in the Seifa, when he's talking about Yibum, so we're talking about, so we say, yeah, if Sarah dies, he could still marry Sarah's sister, Rivka. But that's not to the exclusion of her mother. You would be able, you know, if, if um, Shimon had to do Yibum with Sarah and Sarah dies, he, he would be allowed to marry her mother um, as well. All right, what do you want me to tell you? Rav Yehuda Amar, now says Rav Yehuda, he says the opposite. Shemeris Yovam Shemesa, also be That if Ruvain was married to Sarah, Ruvain dies, 
Shimon needs to do Yibum with Sarah. Sarah dies. Shimon is not allowed to marry Sarah's mother. So we see then that reviewed holds that there is Zika. That when Ruvain dies, there's now a Zika between Shimon and Sarah. And for that reason, if Sarah dies, Shimon is not allowed to marry Sarah's mother. Because they, they had a Zika. So, why don't we simply say that Rav Yehuda's opinion is that the Allah is like a Yehuda ben Beseira who says that there is the concept of Zika, right? That when there's Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi, they're brothers, and Sara and Rivka are sisters, and then Ruvain dies, and now there's a relationship, and now either Shimon or Levi needs to do Yibum with Sara. So, and then Levi goes and is Mekadesh, Sarah's sister, Rivke. And Yehuda ben Becerra says to Levi, chill out, don't, you know, don't marry Rivke. Wait for Shimon to do Yibum with Sarah first. Because if, she, if Levi marries Rivke, he's basically marrying the sister of Sarah who he has a Zika with. So we say Rebuda, so we see that Rebuda hold, ben Becerra holds of Zika. So why doesn't Rav Yehuda simply say that the Allah is like the Manda Amru says that there is a concept of Zika and then yeah, Memele, if Ruven dies and there's now a Zika between Shimon and Sarah, Shimon cannot marry Sarah's mother eh, because there was a Zika between him and Sarah. So you have a Omar Ahi, well if it would simply say that um, the Allah is like the Manda Amru says that there's a Zika have Amina, I may have thought, Hanimili Bechad. That there's only a Zika when there's only one option. Have a betray in Zika. But if uh, there's two, if Sarah can do even with either Shimon or Levi, then there wouldn't be Zika. Now, you might be thinking, Faki Pligi, betray Pligi. What do you mean? The Machlokas between Rabbi Yehudah and Beseir and the Chacham is specifically when there's two options. And even there, right, there's Shimon and Levi. And even there, Rabbi Yudah ben Becerra is telling Levi, you know, wait to marry Rivka until Shimon does even with Sarah. Se'elo, Omar hochi, if Rabbi Yudah would simply say that Talacha is like the opinion that says that there is a, that there is Zika, have Amina Mechaim. I may have thought, sure, that there, maybe there's a Zika when they're alive. Ava la'achar misa poko lo Zika. But I might think that, but after, once Sarah dies, then the Zika goes away. So, I may have thought to say that in the case where Ruvain dies, and now Shimon has a Zika between, right, Shimon has a Zika with Sarah. That might be just be as long as Sarah is alive, there's a Zika. But if Sarah dies, then the Zika goes away and Shimon could marry Sarah's mother. So, Kamash Malan, the Zika bichdi lo paka, that the Zika doesn't just sort of simply go away like that. It's, it's, it's a real Zika. It's a real connection there. And even if Sarah dies, uh, Shimon would not be allowed to marry her mother because there was that Zika between um, Shimon and, and Sarah. Let's say that the following supports Rav Yehuda. That if uh, right, Ruben's married to Sarah, Ruven dies, Shimon now needs to do Yibum with uh, Sarah, Sarah dies, so now Shimon is allowed to marry Sarah's sister. Um, 
Bachosa in Beimalo, implying, yeah, Shimon can do, uh, uh, Shimon can marry Sarah's sister Rivka, but not her mother. So the Gemara says, no. Who Adin, the Afilu Beima? No. You also, he also, um, uh, it, you can argue that, no, maybe Shimon can even do, um, uh, Yibum with Sarah's mother. Um, but because the um, Mishnah says that when a fellow's wife dies, he's allowed to marry the sister. Um, and that specifically, you, if, if a fellow's wife dies, he can marry the sister, but not the mother. Because that would be Nisudor Isa. That's why the Sefer said that it's permitted to the sister, but that doesn't necessarily imply that um, in the case when Ruvain dies and, 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 and there's a connection now between Shimon and Sarah, that doesn't necessarily imply that Shimon would be also to, um, um, Sarah, uh, to Sarah's mother. So it's not necessarily a uh, proof. Uh, well, uh, I hope, friends, I hope you enjoyed the beginning of uh, Perak Yud Zion. Uh, I'm sorry, Daf Yud Zion, but the beginning of Perak. Uh, Kate said, Aishas Achshloi Bolamu. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting Perak, uh, it seems like. Akoponim. So, yeah, today we uh, wrapped up, uh, we don't tell you, Daf Yud Zion, we wrapped up kind of. Some uh, interesting things there at the end about, um, you know, that you know, the, 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 the son of, 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 uh, sort of like questions about who's considered Jewish and not based on the mother, not based on the father. And, uh, then we started a new parak all about, uh, Aishas Achiv Shloi Balamu. We started describing what exactly Eishas Ochev Shloi Be'olomu is. And uh, we're going to see another Mishnah tomorrow that gives another take on it, a possibility. But sort of this was a situation where Levi was born after Shimon died, but before, after Reuven died, but before Shimon did Yibum. And um, we discussed that Yibum is specifically brothers from the same father. And that uh, the source for uh, being that that brothers have to live at the same, you know, overlap and live at the same time. We then got into the sugya of zikas that uh, Rav Huna says in the name of Rav that there's no concept of zika to the extent that if um, Ruvain dies, Shimon now needs to marry Sarah. Sarah dies, Shimon could marry Sarah's mother. So there's no concept of zika. Whereas a viewer says that there is a concept of Zika to the extent that if Ruven dies, um, now Shimon needs to do Yibum with Sarah. If Sarah dies, Shimon is not allowed to marry Sarah's mother because there was a Zika there between Ruven and Sarah. Friends, that was Af Yudzayin of Masechta Yuvamas. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.